quarter before 8 o'clock, JM in the AM. Kohelet Yeshiva High School, an Orthodox Jewish school in Marion Station, Pennsylvania, began fabricating special protective face shields for medical professionals who are on the front lines battling COVID-19 using its 3D printers in its state-of-the-art Fab Lab fabrication laboratory. Kohelet's first batch of the protective face shields have been delivered to frontline doctors, doctors in a in the Philadelphia community as well as well as to a medical center in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. According to Kohelet Yeshiva head of school by Dr. Gil Pearl, the school's innovative Fab Lab has been a hub of activity despite the fact that school is closed, ordinarily used for multi Disciplinary project-based activities in conjunction with its STEM and arts programs. The Fab Lab was transformed into a production facility as its 3D printers began producing prototypes of protective face shields that have since received medical approval from the Infectious Disease Prevention Team at Lanikano Medical Center. Rabbi Dr. Gil Pearl, welcome back to JM in the AM. I know. It's good to be here. Um, I mean, that was the first thing I think that a lot of people said, and it, you know, <laughs> it may sound it may sound a little um, a trivial, uh, but in order to do this, you have to open the school building and allow, uh, I assume, both teachers and kids to be in the same lab. Am I right? We have, we have no kids involved. It's just it's just the faculty. It's actually our our fab lab director and art teacher and his wife, who is you know completely volunteering her time. Um, she's a graphic artist, and uh, the two of them and myself, we've really been the ones in the building, the only ones in the building. Um, and then we have just, a, at this point, almost an army of volunteers, either in their houses or in cars doing pickups and drop-offs for us um, all over the place. But does, no, we don't, we don't have any kids in the building at the moment. Does that army include students? Um, for, we have alumni. We, we don't have current students who are who are leaving the house. We do have kids, believe it or not, who have access to 3D printers in, the, in their homes, who are printing the some of the pieces that we need, <laughs> and then we're sent, we're sending people to uh, they're, they're leaving them outside their door, and we have people who are going to pick them up. All right, I don't know why I don't know why I thought having the students involved was important, but I'm glad to hear that they're. They actually have a role in this. You really have every uh, every department in the school somehow involved, administration, faculty, and students. Absolutely. I mean, actually, our youngest students, together with their parents, made this incredible video last week that we that we circulated, um, you know, telling people about what we were doing and, and advertising our you know, the page where we're, we're taking donations to pay for these supplies. So the truth of the matter is everybody's been involved, from our, our youngest students who got on there to say that, you know, their parents are doctors or their parents are nurses and, and thanking us for creating this gear for them, you know, to our older students who can actually do some of this printing. Now, it's funny, everybody, Dr. Gil Pearl's with us. It's funny because uh, th- there were some, I saw some comments lamenting that there's only a certain number of masks and shields that you could obviously make. I mean, you know, we're talking about, we're not talking about a mass production line here. And yet, I'm under, I'm uh, uh, under the impression that when you walk into a hospital, with 30, you know, quality masks and shields, that makes a big difference. Am I right about that? 
Oh, there's no question. I mean, that's that's what they're telling us, and especially when you get them all the way to the front lines. And there there are there are ERs that don't have them. Right. And when, you know, when you show up with ten, fifteen for 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 an ER, that covers a shift. Right. You know that that is it, it does. I mean, we're we're being told, you know, and, and the amount of appreciation we're getting from the doctors and nurses out there is just is just overwhelming. Uh, did you always know that you had a lab that had this kind of capability? Well, we didn't always have one. Uh, <laughs> we just we just opened this lab this year, actually, um, and we're still we're still in the process of kind of learning. You know, what we could do with it, and um, this this whole idea came about last week. Our science department chair, Diane Glick, uh, Diane Weintraub, got a, a, an email from other Fab Lab directors. She's on a listserv you know, in the country who, who were toying with this idea, and she kind of passed it on to us and to me and to our, our Fab Lab director. And my first response was to ask him, can we do this? And uh, he ran over to the lab on Monday to fiddle with it and see what we could do. And he brought me a prototype Monday night, dropped it off at my house. And he was kind of standing you know, six feet apart on my porch as I tried to put it on. And I put it on my head and the, the, fa- you know, the, the plastic shield piece popped right off. And so, <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we knew we had something, but we, we knew we weren't there yet either. So, no, we didn't know we could do it until we tried. And we tried multiple times. But now... Now we've got it down pretty well, and we're we're churning them out. Thank God. There are a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot may be uh, misleading, but there are schools around this country that have similar laboratories. Um, are are they also uh, being propelled into action? Because the truth is, if you're making, I don't know, whatever the number is, ten, twenty, thirty at a time, uh, you know, if every fab lab in the country does that, it could certainly make a dent in the current crisis. Have you heard from others around the country? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this was this was one of our, our our top priorities. Once once word got out that we were doing, and we got so inundated by, you know, by these requests, and the requests were not coming just locally; they were coming from New York, New Jersey. I mean, I got an email last week from somebody representing two major hospitals in the in in, in New Jersey who wanted to purchase thousands. Wow. from us you know <laughs> so I, I literally responded to her this is out of our league um but but so one of the first things we tried to do was once we we really felt we had the system down was to it was to write everything down step by step as to what we were doing link that to the fight to the actual files necessary to print this and then get that out there and share it with as many people as we can. Um, and actually that post was now shared almost a thousand times, which mm-hmm. is just mind boggling. Um, but yes, I hear now that there are definitely schools and there, there are other yeshivas that are that are in the process now. I understand that Frisch is doing this and TABC is getting up and running. And I think Westchester Day School is and Hafter is. And um, so there, there are many others who are now joining this fight, which is really, really heartwarming to see. Did you have uh, did you have reaction that was really really noteworthy? I'm, I know this is not the most important thing at this time, obviously with what the country's going through. But anybody in Washington or anybody in a uh, in a really serious medical outfit uh, contact you to appraise uh, what you and the uh, and the school is doing? Um, I, I mean, other than the doctors and you know hospitals in this area, um, no, nothing nationally. I mean, there's been some national press attention, but uh, nothing beyond that at this Do- point. Um, but but with, I'll tell you what's been far more heartwarming than the, than the media. It's been it's been people. You know, they, one of the pieces we need for this is, is something called buttonhole elastic. So it's it's just an elastic band that has these 
buttonholes cut through it, and that's what goes around the back of the shield. And when we put out a call for that, um, you know, there are literally people who are going to their children's cloth outgrown clothing that they had and cutting this out of their, their, their toddler's pants and skirts. We, we had a grandmother who, who recognized when we showed a picture of what this looks like, that she had this in, in cloth diapers that she had in her attic from 20 years ago. <laughs> and she went up and started cutting those. We got, I, on, on my porch, I had a package of 30 elastic bands cut out of, uh, out, out of cloth diapers. And to me, that's just, you know, that, that's beyond recognition from anybody. Yeah. I you know, know. Or, or the higher ups. That is, that is amazing. Uh, and uh, I would assume that the majority of people who are contacting you uh, are familiar with the fact that Kohelet is an Orthodox Jewish day school at this point. Yeah, it is, and thank God, it's really. I think it's created the Kiddush Hashem, and right. that's what we're being told. That's my that's, that's my point. In an era where 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 the way we behave is being noted both positively and negatively, it's great to add to the positive. Yeah, thank God. Um, Rabbi Dr. Gil Pearl, he's down there at Kohelet uh, Yeshiva High School. Yeshiva School. Are you? Is your responsibility K through twelve? Yes, K through twelve. Now, are you basically? Mm-hmm. Are you basically? You know, you mentioned some of the yeshiva league schools, and I, I would assume you you are you know an extend an extension of that. I assume you were supposed to come to Sarachek, just as an example. Um, uh, are you operating the same way we are? Meaning, you know, your kids are online. Your kids, meaning your students, are online. You know, in class every day. Uh, uh, school building completely shut. Is it all working the same way for you as it is for us up here? Uh, absolutely. Uh, same, same way. We've been there. You know, we, we, we probably closed probably a few days later, a few days after some of the schools up there did. Um, but yeah, we've been, we've been out now, you know, this is our third week. Is it, um, is it working? Is it working? You're, you're impressed by the online category or you're frustrated by the online category? Definitely not frustrated. It, it is it is working as well as you know we, we could possibly have imagined. The kids are definitely learning and growing and are engaged. It is not like having school um, in person. You know, our kids are definitely missing. You know, I think both uh, on the academic side, on the social side, and definitely on the religious side also. Right. You know, the the in person what you get from being in an avira that's you know that, that's conducive to, to growth. It's just not the same online, but, but there's no question that our kids are continuing to learn and to grow. And, you know, for me, I'm kind of sitting in our lab with, with, with my computer open on Zoom meetings while I'm cutting elastic and, <laughs> and, feeding, the, and feeding our laser machines. It's been quite a, quite a ride. <laughs> Um, you, you just you just raised such an important point because the academics and the networking, or as the young people would call it, the socializing, uh, you know, is, are both such important uh, aspects to being there live and in person in a school building and in a classroom setting. Uh, but uh, Rabbi Pearl, you just brought up something that that I I never really um, um, formulated, and that is the religious aspect. Uh, uh, there is no doubt, and some people up here might find this difficult to understand. There is no doubt that families Pesach seders will be much different this year. And I don't just mean because of the circumstances, but because their children will not have had that interactive pre-Pesach experience with their teachers over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, no no doubt about it. No doubt about it. We're all going to be missing something. Um, you know, the as well as distance learning is, is working, it is obviously much easier for older kids to do than for younger kids to do. And so yeah. our 
it's I think across the board, the younger kids are the ones who are who are missing out the most. And you know, it's hardest for working parents who are working from home to to replace a teacher in that regard. And and so yeah, those kids are going to walk into Seder this year in a different way than they would have if school and, had been happening. Right. You know, and how on campus? And how many parents? Again, for some people up here, this might be hard for them to believe. How many parents depend on their kids, both high schoolers and elementary school kids, and in some cases, kindergarten kids, to enhance the Seder with what they've, you know, been surrounded by in school over the last couple of weeks, usually. And when you say yeah. when you say a different religious experience or people will suffer religiously, it's not just us who won't be experiencing tal, you know, in shul on the first day of Pesach. It's also many people who you know, for, for whom without their, their kids' regular contribution to the Seder and to Yuntif, you know, we'll be ignoring a lot of things, unfortunately. And I think it's important to remember, you know, this is not a pitch to support day schools right now. I get that. But the ripple effect when someone does support a day school, they don't realize the impact they're having on families and on congregations and on communities. It really is something that we don't consider always. People just think of it as supporting a school, but the reality is, that you're supporting an entire religious support system for entire communities. And again, I would think, not to belittle the, the out-of-towners, but I would think outside of the New York area, it would be a much more uh, stark reality than what we have here. Yeah, I, I, I think that's true. I think here in Philly, it's probably a little closer to, to what you have in right. in the New York area. Right. Um, but, you know, I was in Memphis for seven years. So th- that reality, you know, in a school literally being the— uh, the engine that drives the you know the religious well-being of the community is definitely something that I've experienced and seen, and and there's no question the farther you know outside of the big, you know the large Orthodox centers in this country, the farther out you get, the more pivotal the the day school becomes in that in that process. Yeah. Without a doubt, it's interesting. It's interesting how it works here. You know, you did your mayor was reporting back to Israel from when he, when they were still here when he was still here in the United States, and trying to explain to people in Israel through the media, through his show, uh, just how essential the shul is here in the United States, especially the, 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 uh, the gigantic, the, the major shuls. Uh, you know, he right. said that so many people in Israel look at a shul, it's literally just a place to dive in. He said, you don't realize that the synagogue in the United States, especially the major ones, is a place that's open from morning till night, with shiurim, with events, with bar mitzvahs, with with uh, you know with um, a shiurim at night, etc. And there's so much, and it's really the centerpiece of the of the community. And in many communities, as you just described, the day school is the same way. Uh, something to keep in mind as uh, as we hope and pray that the schools open up soon. Um, who knows? A lot of questions right now, with not too many answers. Rabbi Dr. Gil Pearl. It is his uh, Kohelet Yeshiva High School that has been fabricating special protective face shields for medical professionals who are on the front lines battling COVID-19. Are these deliveries going on every day? What do you do? How often do you go to these medical centers? Oh, as soon as I can get them out. Um, we, have, we have a whole bunch of people in the community you know, who are connected, who work at these, you know, in, in these various places. So I'm often late at night dropping boxes in front of their, in front of their doors that right. they then take the next morning with them and we've gotten about about 350 out um but you know our biggest challenge right now is sourcing supplies just the materials are are really hard to come by but we have somebody working on that around the clock right now so we're going to get a big shipment in actually tomorrow um 
and then we we hope we hope that you know early next week before Yontef will be producing we hope 200 a day is really our uh, amazing what we're aiming for now absolutely amazing call uh, call yeah. Thanks for the Kiddush Hashem. Kol HaKavod. Uh, great speaking with you, and I look forward to speaking to you when things are a bit more normal. Please, God, stay healthy and have a Chag Kasher V'Sameach. To you as well. Nahum, can I just mention sure. the website of people oh, who yes. want to get involved? Yes, 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 uh, yes please. It's, it's um, Shields. Sorry, KoheletYeshiva.org. That is www.KoheletYeshiva.org. Shields for anybody who wants to get involved in the project. Everything that we're raising is going to helping us source and, and, and find materials and then get them out to people on the front lines who need it. Is the address there if someone wants to send you elastic buttonholes? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. And if you want to contact us, it's spaceshields at kohelityeshiva.org. I literally, one more quick story. Sure. We have somebody who contacted us who lives in Miami Beach, Florida, who said she will drive anywhere on the East Coast to pick up what we need and bring it to us. And I contacted her and she said she's dead serious. So yes, if there are people who have materials for us or know how to find them, by all means, email us at faceshields at org, and we've got people who will go find it and get it to us. Amazing. Thank you, Rabbi Pearl. Great speaking right. with you. Thank you. Rabbi Dr. Gil Pearl, head of school down at Kohelet in Philly. What an amazing project. <laughs> what a great Kiddush Hashem. Two minutes after 8 o'clock. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app.